Another big game from Mike Wivens off the flip. Mike Wivens. Boy, is he fruitful. 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 Justin, make that the intro. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast. Once again, it's a tremendous pleasure to be here. I am here with my co-host, as always, Jack Robert Lettenmeyer. Jack, say hello to everyone. Yellow! And I am, of course, the main host, Tommy Lettenmeyer. What do you mean, of course? <laughs> <laughs> what is... let's, just, let's just slide past that. Um, and then we also have, for the first bit of this podcast, we are going to have a guest. We've been talking about getting a guest on the show. We have our first ever guest, our other brother, Louis Lettenmeyer. Louis, say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. LJ Lett, if you will, to stay on brand. Yes, TJ Lett, JR Lett, and LJ Lett. Together, we make the Lett Bros and... You know, obviously our producer is one of the four Let Bros and uh, Justin Lettenmeyer. So we've got all four of us on here tonight. You will not be hearing from Justin, but uh, he is our silent partner. Jack, what a crazy week. Uh, let's. I want to start off by just mentioning that there were two matchups that came down to the wire. Yeah. yeah. In the Monday night game came down to the Monday night games. We're recording on Monday night, and we just finished watching it, and boy, was uh, were there a few nail-biters this week. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. We'll get into that in a second as we go through the matchups. What I want to start with is something we did not do the first two episodes. I want to do a Let's Guess. Great. Hit me. I'm great at guessing. Louis, uh, Louis we're lucky to have you on this week, because... When Tommy poses let's guesses to me, uh, it's not very entertaining for the audience. Sort of, a, sort of a snore because I'm way off every time. It's way more exciting when I pose them to to Tommy because he gets them <laughs> he gets them correct. And it's like wow, expertise at its finest. So uh, we're glad to have you here. So maybe you can uh, you can take a stab at these let's guesses as well and see if one of us can get them right. No, we don't know. It doesn't matter who's going to get it right, but one of us might. Okay, so let's guess. Brought to you by Jordan Dahl Cookhouse, where food is great and the everything is better. Jordan Dahl Cookhouse. That's uh, <laughs> I gotta hire a new copywriter over at <laughs> these ad reads they're sending you. My goodness, I know you're just reading your script, but wow, <laughs> you gotta get someone in the writers' room over at uh, yeah. Jordan Dahl. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so. There was I I found these stats to be very fascinating. I want you to guess. There I wanted you to guess who the top five players were for number of receptions in week two. And actually, Justin, it's going to be Justin it's going week to be, two or on the yes, season after week Justin two. week two. And there's actually going to be six because players five and six tied um, for fifth place. So there's six players. The top who had the top receptions for the week, and I want you to get, try and guess them. The most receptions uh, in just week two? Yes, correct. Okay. Um, do, is it running backs included? Yep, just players in general, yeah. All right. Um, I know I know one uh, that's top five. It's my, my, my boy, Christian McCaffrey. He's got to be. He had, like... Uh, 
I think, 13 receptions. Yeah, I figured you would get that one since he was on your team. Christian McCaffrey got 14 catches on 15 targets. He tops the list. Ooh. He's actually Ooh. he's tied for first with someone else. Louie, you got any guesses? I know one because he's on my team. Chris Thompson. Yep. He's not wrong. Chris Thompson got 13 catches on 14 targets. So already he's, we've uh, got... Gosh, he's... Uh, what, why Why does this happen? Why do we forget about guys like him? How did, like... Why? He's also late in the draft. Yeah, I didn't forget he was him. so good <laughs> last year. And he's just doing it again. And we're like, what? <laughs> this is crazy. Oh, wait, no. He's good. He looks, yeah. he looks good. If he stays healthy, that's going to be a tremendous value for Louis' team. Uh, but, yeah, so that's... Chris Thompson was uh, was tied for third with someone else. Mm. Uh, so we got two of the six gone. Any other guesses from you, Jack? I'm going to go with your guy, uh, Michael Thomas. Yeah, yep. He tied for fifth. He got 12 Ooh. catches on 13 targets. That puts him at oh, 27 for catches for uh, on 29 targets for the year, which yeah, is he's a, been massive. an all-time record. He's been massive. Uh, yeah. All right, so um, good. We got three three guesses correct out of the six. Any others? Louie, you got any guesses? I, I, uh, I'm... I can guess. I'm not confident after that. Here's the thing. Full disclosure, we talked about this a little <laughs> earlier. And I did oh, have, okay. I, I, oh, insider the, the trading. Thompson, <laughs> insider Thompson trading over was there. was an actual guess. I knew yes. that one. I had, we had talked about targets, and I knew, I didn't know for sure which of the two it was, but Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown both had an obscene number of targets this week. And so oh. one of one of them is Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, okay. I okay. That's not Antonio Brown though. <clears throat> no, he that's had the thing. he had so Juju Smith-Schuster had 19 targets and Antonio Brown had 17 targets. Juju Smith-Schuster had 19 targets. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Oh, I had looked God. this up earlier. I had noticed wow. it, and then when Tommy asked me, I was like, okay, it's got to be one of those two guys because. Wow, that's that's a yeah. Juju and, Smith- and Antonio Brown. Had, wow, big bad Juju man. Smith- <laughs> The Steelers <laughs> offense is so wild. He was slinging it. They had to try and catch up. Uh, so Juju got 13 catches on 19 targets. So he was he was tied for third with Chris Thompson with 13 catches. Antonio Brown is not on the list. He got he would have been second in targets because Juju Smith was first with 19. Antonio Brown was second. That with was number one and two on the week. Yeah, Same the two thing. Steelers wow. wide receivers wow. were number one and number two for targets on the week. Wow. Wow. And Antonio Brown only got nine catches, though, on his 17 targets. So not great. Awkward. Um, I I don't have any – I don't think I have any more intelligent guesses. Um, yeah, I don't think you would get either of these two. The person that tied for fifth with Michael Thomas is Adam Thielen. He got 12 oh. catches on 13 okay, targets. Okay, that makes sense. He's he's uh, He's been – gosh, both him and Stefan Diggs have so far been um, holding their yep. weight. Yep, yep, Kirk, and that has much to do with Kirk Cousins. To go around there. Yeah. Uh, the last one who tied with Christian McCaffrey for first, which is probably going to throw you through a loop, is Saquon Barkley. Okay, Had that makes sense. 14 catches on he, 16 targets. They, yeah, they they used him a lot in the passing game. He's, uh, he's the real deal. I mean, the Giants don't look great, but... Sure. Um, <laughs> That's not he's false. He's the real deal. He can do it on the ground, and he's he's been really impressive so far as a pass-catching back. They are giving him 
the volume. Uh, He's that, the offense. That we, that we thought they would give him. And Evan uh, Ingram, so. I guess. I guess and a little guy named Odell Beckham Jr. But honestly... The, uh, he's been he's been shut down so far, or he was he was shut down pretty heavily in the in the game. Yes, he did not, not do well not, in week two. Yeah, eleven yeah. catches in week one is yeah. not exactly shutting no, him down. I, I but, know. Uh, I, I, I <laughs> switched from so far to just week two. Okay, I know. Okay, but, all right. Um, he's looking a lot more like an early second round pick than he is a late first round pick <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I I would uh, I would a, agree with that. I would agree with yeah. that uh, analysis. Drew's so that's basically draft. it. Just drafting. To, yeah, the reason it caught my eye is because three of the top six are running backs. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and Chris Thompson. Christian McCaffrey got 15 targets. Saquon Barkley got 16 targets. And Chris Thompson got 13 targets. That's out of control. Yeah. Yeah, I running mean, backs. Uh, they, they were running backs. And uh, I'm not sure about the numbers, but uh, Melvin Gordon uh, caught a ton of passes this week. He had a monster week. Um, I think he did. I think uh, Theo Riddick out of the Lions backfield. He caught a lot. He caught a lot of passes this week. There was a lot of, a lot of uh, pass catching backs. Uh, he didn't catch a lot, but I believe he had like twelve targets. He had twelve targets, and he might have caught four or five of them. It was not. It was. It wasn't they, a great they completion they percentage. Mm. Well, yeah. Point being, there was a lot of uh, you know a, a lot, lot of, of targets for running yeah. backs. And. Um, uh, but one one guy who's not getting a lot of targets is uh, David Johnson. Man, did you oh, guys, did you guys watch any of that uh, Cardinals game? I saw it, some of it. They uh, did the Cardinals offense until the the latter half of the fourth quarter did not get past the fifty yard line. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh man, that's uh, too. That's too. Part bad. of it. Part of it is a little guy named David Johnson who. Has dominated the NFL in years past, and um, just—I don't know—he just—it's not that he doesn't look good. They're just not the offense is just not good. I don't know. They're not using him correctly. They're not using anyone correctly. They just none of it. I saw a comparison of his route trees, uh, like last year versus this year, and they're just—they're just not sending him out to catch not, passes at all. Like just a couple yeah. Of well, that's what yeah. That's that's what I was uh, getting at with. Yeah, like you see all these all these running backs having so much success out of the backfield catching the ball, and then yeah, and you've got one of the best ones in the league. And is like his how is his name not up there in terms of targets, like and and in terms of receptions because he catches what comes his way. Like he should be utilized as a Christian McCaffrey type back, as a as a Chris Thompson type back. I mean, he can run too, but he's such a good pass catching back, and they're not using him like that. So I don't know. I mean, obviously it's the uh, coaching changes and the team there is just struggling as a whole. But um, you know, we'll get into a lot more of that. You want to get into the matchups? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just real quick to Louis uh, to Louis's point in Chris Thompson's breakout year, which was not last year but two years ago because he was injured all of last year. Or David Johnson? What did I say? Did I say David Johnson? I said I Chris Thompson. So. Okay. Well, yeah. what I meant to say was David Johnson. Uh, he in 2016, he ran 31 routes per game. So far through two weeks, he's only running 16 routes per game. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's that right. They're there not is, using him enough. They're yeah, not. Yeah. He's such a talent. But yeah, we should definitely get into the matchups. Uh, that was our segment of Let's Guess, brought to you by Jordan Dog Cookhouse, where the food is great and the service is even better. Uh, all right, 
first matchup I want to talk about is actually your matchup with Dan. Dan ended up taking it down. Uh, he scored 14,364. You put up a valiant effort of 13,218. Dan moves to 2-0 and you move to 0-2. While it was an encouraging week for you, a much better week than week one, you still end up with the loss. I know after last week you weren't completely sold on Dan's team, but this is back-to-back monster weeks. How are you feeling about his team now? Yeah, I mean, I look at Dan's team and I see I see a whole lot of success from top to bottom. So uh, numbers don't lie, and boy did his team show up this week. Like you said, so did mine, but Dan's team just too powerful to take down. Kirk Cousins with a massive week, 34-50 throwing 425 yards, four passing touchdowns, uh, ending up with a tie against Green Bay. Just a huge game from Kirk Cousins, really encouraging for Dan moving forward with him as his quarterback. And then some solid games across the board. Tyreek Hill, Tyreek the Freak, T.Y. Hilton, 1780. Saquon Barkley with the big week, 1780. Devin Funchess carrying his weight with 1120. Jarvis Landry, you know, as a solid wide receiver three with only 940, but... Josh Gordon leaving Cleveland. You like what you see there for Landry moving forward. Just just solid, honestly. Not much else to say. Dan's team didn't really have any holes this week, even with Bilal Powell on his bench uh, with 16.50. So he's got some depth there. Uh, he should feel solid moving forward. Yeah, I think you were kind of... Uh, so-so on his running back two and flex after last week. I'm Carlos still... Hyde with another good performance. Another good performance for Carlos Hyde. I got to see more. I got to see more. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but Funchess now with uh, with Olsen down is, I think, I mean, unless he gets an injury, Dan is, it looks like he's very, very set with four wide receivers with his three, with his core three and then Funchess in the flex. He seems set outside of their bye weeks, right? I mean, Funchess yeah. is going to be the lead target in no. Carolina. No, Dan's team is, Dan's team is definitely good. I would like to also talk about my team. I'm just going to take the lead on that one here because <laughs> okay. because Chris Hogan shows up 1770. I went and I traded for him this week. I flipped uh, John Brown and TJ Yeldon for Chris Hogan with Scott. Uh, tell tell us uh, you were telling me a little story about that trade that was pretty funny. Tell the tell the viewers. Yeah, so Jack traded away John Brown. TJ Eldon for Chris Hogan. And when I saw this trade, because I get a notification for it, I need to accept it, whether I will, you know, if I find it to be too lopsided, I could not allow it. But I allowed this trade. Scott wanted to do it. Jack wanted to do it. So I figured, why not? I thought it was very lopsided in favor of you. I like Chris Hogan a lot more than John Brown this year. TJ Yeldon seems like a potentially just a one-week rental for Scott. So I didn't understand it from that perspective. Uh, because to me, it's really just John Brown for Chris Hogan, because I don't know that TJ Eldon's going to be relevant. So I saw it very much in favor of you. I was texting with Dan, uh, and he he was just asking me a few questions, and then we got to talking about your trade with Scott, and he tech, he, he sends a message being like, the trade between the two of you was shady. And I, of course, was like, you mean shady in favor of Jack, right? And he... He said, are you kidding? <laughs> because he thought it was shady in favor of Scott. Because his thinking was, TJ Yeldon, as, as long as Fournette is out, is a running back too. And I guess in his mind, 
John Brown and Chris Hogan are somewhat comparable. So he thought it was much in favor of Scott. And I just thought that was really interesting to see a completely opposite perspective of what I thought and I think what you thought as well, because I'm assuming you thought you were getting a very good deal. Um, yeah, I mean... made the trade. It speaks to the... to how hilarious trades are in fantasy football. Everyone's got their own narrative. Everyone favors players differently based on different criteria. And yeah, it's all about team needs and what you think about that player and their upside and their downside. So it's, it's, I love that story because it really just sums it up. Well, of course, I think I, I ended up on top. I'm happy to move forward with Chris Hogan. Looking at the rest of my team, Christian McCaffrey, as we've talked about with a monster week at 2090. Trey Burton tonight with a touchdown. That was encouraging. Uh, Kareem Hunt with a solid week, 1450. I, I really just had a, a solid, not incredible week across the board. The The big uh, hole was Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, only three receptions for 28 yards. That was, that was I think, what, what really cost me the week. I think if Larry would have gone out and gotten a touchdown... Uh, you know that could have that could have made up the difference between between uh, Dan and I. Yeah, I mean, but and Larry Fitzgerald, it was a bad matchup on the road. Obviously, <laughs> the Cardinals did not perform well at all. They lost thirty-four to nothing. So it was, uh, yeah, just a tough week for Larry Fitzgerald. He's obviously fine moving forward. Yeah, a lot of encouraging stuff from your team, uh, including Trey Burton. I like to see him featured so much in the offense tonight for the Bears. Uh, Joe Mixon going down, he's going to be out multiple weeks. That is a tough break for you. He was looking good. They were using him a lot. Uh, I'm sorry it happened, but hopefully you can stay afloat while he's gone, and then when he gets back, you'll be you'll be good to go again. Uh, but yeah, uh, tough to start for matchup, you, man. Yeah, honestly, tough start for you at zero Let's not dwell on the past. You know, Joe Mixon, he's injured. On to the next one. Waiver wire. No, it'll be fine. He's only going to be out two weeks. It'll be good. I'm staying optimistic. Injuries happen. You know it more than anyone this season. Uh, so you just got to keep moving forward. Like we're moving on I, to the next matchup. Yeah. I Real quick, I just did want to ask our guest what he thought of your trade with Scott. Because I'd, I'd, I'd like to hear more outside opinions on that. If Louis, if you, what, what did you think when you saw the trade went through? Um, I didn't. I thought it looked relatively reasonable. I didn't, uh, I don't know. It didn't when stick it out to you I said, way. Scott must know something. Well, I like Chris Hogan because of his quarterback more than I like John Brown, but John Brown's had two great weeks, and he looks to be like a favorite target of, unfortunately, Joe Flacco. <laughs> However, you know, it's it's resulted in, yeah, to me, TJ Yeldon is a wash. I don't see him, maybe he's, he has a week or two here or there, but I suppose... Scott's hoping that Fournette is dealing with a lagging or nagging uh, issue. Sure. And yeah. TJ Elden gets plugged in here and there, or maybe for multiple weeks. But other than that, yeah, Chris Hogan, I value slightly more, but it's not crazy. John, okay. John Brown, I think John Brown will have a good year. Okay. Interesting. So I think we all feel the same way about TJ Elden. He's, yeah, we're, none of us are high on him. We don't think he's going to do much this year. We think Fournette will be back, but it seems like you are higher on John Brown than me and Jack are, and you viewed it as a pretty even trade. Oh, I don't get me wrong. I'm high on John Brown. I'm just very high on Chris Hogan. I think sure, he, sure. Yeah. I think he's going to have a monster year. I think cool. John Brown's going to have a really good season. I didn't, I didn't love to give John Brown away, but uh, Chris Hogan is obviously the better, you know, if you're talking ignore week one, Chris Hogan is the 
he was an early draft pick. John Brown yeah. I got in a super yeah. late round. Uh, yeah, Chris so Hogan was like a fourth round draft pick, and John Brown was double digits. So uh, yeah, all right. Moving on to the second matchup we're going to talk about, which is Father Lou versus Yours Truly. Uh, Dad took me what? down. Yeah, why don't I give you the honor of uh, going through both teams just like I did for my match? <laughs> Dad took me down 14,368 to 12,358. I ended up with a better week than what I thought I was going to end up with. I didn't give myself much of a chance going into this matchup, to be completely honest. I thought Dad had some incredible matchups. Uh, I thought Ben Roethlisberger was going to have a terrific week, and he even exceeded what I thought he was going to do. He has an insane score of 3,898. Uh, and then I like I really liked Keenan Allen's matchup, but he didn't end up doing much for Keenan Allen, 1,040, or sorry, 1,070. The big, the huge one was Stefan Diggs with 3,140. Uh, that was the killer. He had a 75-yard touchdown late in the game, which really was the backbreaker for me, which is when I kind of lost hope that I was going to have any chance in this matchup. Uh, so those are the two big ones for Dad. Ezekiel Elliott comes out. He's going to be solid for Dad all year long. I, 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 I talked about it last week. I really liked Dad's team. I think, I mean, Jack Doyle only goes for 300, which is still, to me, the really the only hole that Dad has in his roster. I think he's got to go out on the waiver wire or just free agency in general. doesn't need to be on Wednesday morning, but pick someone else up besides Jack Doyle because, again, Ebron got the touchdown this week and Jack Doyle did not. Um, so, and Emmanuel Sanders had another great week as well. Uh, I just, I think Dad's receivers are really, really good. And I think he can mix and match depending on his matchups for the week uh, for, you know, what running backs he plays and, and what, what he plays for his flex spot. Uh, Philip Lindsay had another great week. 1160 he was on dad's bench but that's i don't know he's that's two that's back-to-back weeks are really good weeks for him so yeah i mean he's just gonna next week i hope he just flips it freeman on the bench Lindsay in the lineup i think Lindsay's the guy in denver even though freeman's the higher draft pick i think Lindsay for now is just getting more of the workload and dad should ride the flames in that yeah yeah i think that's a that's fine to say for now it does seem like Philip Lindsay's being used more. For me, on my side of the ball, early in the week, I started off really slow, but obviously I ended up with over 12,000. That's a decent week. Half the time that's going to get you a victory. I just went up against Dad's team, and, and it didn't work out. But I liked what I saw from Matt Stafford, 2,468, after a bad week against the Jets. I loved what I saw again from Michael Thomas, 2,490. James Conner was great again. Uh and Tevin Coleman was great, and now it's looking like Devontae Freeman's going to be out multiple weeks. So uh, I hate, I really do, you might not believe it, but I do hate the fact that Devontae Freeman goes down. I want him to be great for Anna, um, but obviously it's a it's a bonus for me. If Tevin Coleman's the starting running back, he's someone I can start every week that he is the starting running back. Um, Sean McCoy had a better week. But still not great. He went down with a rib injury in the third quarter, tried to come back in for one snap, and then was out for the rest of the game. So uh, that was kind of rough. Um, There's a lot of running backs that are relatively injury-prone, but LaShawn McCoy, I, I mean, you, you, haven't, you have not watched a full game of LaShawn McCoy playing 
if you haven't seen him hobble off to the sideline <laughs> with an injury. I mean, you just have That's, you that's have very it. true. The funny you part is that. that he always comes back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. He, get, he gets carted off. <laughs> he gets carted off, and then he'll, he'll come back Aaron Rodgers style, except no knee brace. He's just, oh, wait, no, I'm fine. He's, he, yeah. Yeah, he, he's uh, – He's a weird one, so no surprises there. But you gotta be you gotta be happy about James Conner continuing to produce. And then, like you said, Tevin Coleman, bad for Anna, but that could be huge for you. And then Stafford, just such a good thing to see after such an abysmal week one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think you can feel good. Your team showed up this week, and you've got some options moving forward with Cole on your bench, Baldwin yeah. coming back from injury, hopefully, and I- Le'Veon Bell eventually not being an idiot. I wanted to talk to you about Keelan Cole. Um, I want to know what you think about him. uh, Because he was my number one waiver wire choice going into the waiver wire last week. And I got him. And I'm very excited about him. I didn't like the matchup against New England. but Apparently you didn't need to not like it. Uh, Yeah, it was a mistake. Dude, I don't know. Uh, The Jaguars are good again, I guess. That's point one. Uh, Mm -hmm. Blake Bortles is a good... NFL QB, I guess, right? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, that this, seems like, to be the ju- case. Jump in here, either one of you, if you disagree, <laughs> but I think this is what we got to lay down as fact at this point. And yeah, I mean, Keelan Cole is one of many options in that offense, but if there's, I'm not sure if there's anyone more talented than him on that team. He, uh, he is someone to be excited about, and and I definitely I definitely think for you moving forward. I mean, you've got some you've got some firepower at the wide receiver position with Michael Thomas, but you've got some gaps with Robbie Anderson and who knows Randall Cobb not being consistent, Doug Baldwin's injury. I don't know. Blah blah blah. Point being, I think Cole is a pretty consistent option for you moving forward as a wide receiver three. Yeah, I I hope I hope to. Did you see his? I hope that's the case. Did you see his OBJ yes, type? Yes, catch? sir. Yes, sir. That's basically all I'm all I'm basing my talent comment off of. Sure, sure. Louis, did you have any thoughts on Keelan Cole or on this matchup in general? Yeah, I mean, uh, I like Cole. I had him as a waiver option. Didn't get him, um, but I don't need him because. My wide receivers are fire. <laughs> However, uh, I, I think I said to you earlier that uh, the Jaguars are going to make Blake Bortles the next Joe Flacco. A really good team. They're going to have some success, and then someone's going to pay Bortles way too much money. <laughs> he's not actually good, but he's good enough. Sure. Or he is going to appear good for a while. Sure. But you, there's no Blake Bortles dynasty coming. I'll tell you that much. He might have some I mean, good years with, with a really listen, good team around him. Listen, dude. Listen, dude. He's – Blake Bortles is – That's – hold on. Garbage hold on. time hero. Hold on, Jack. Wait, for, as far as an NFL – fantasy aside, NFL quarterback, do you – I think it's a really good comparison to compare him to Joe Flacco as the Ravens yeah. won that oh, Super Bowl because their yeah. defense was legit. Yeah. And if – yeah. Jaguars win a Super Bowl, it's going to be because of their defense, and Blake Bortles will have, it's by a, happenstance, been the quarterback for the team that won the sure, Super Bowl. Sure. It's a perfect comparison to Joe Flacco, because they're both so, you know, yeah, Joe Bortles, Blake Flacco, I don't know, they're they're one and the same, but <laughs> Joe Bortles is definitely better, but Blake Flacco sounds, sounds like a guy I want to hang out with. Joe Bortles sounds like them. Um, I, I don't... 
I don't think though that I think that Blake Bortles is a is more. I don't know. I guess I guess I'm wrong because people people throw the word elite around when they talk about about Joe Flacco. You never you never hear someone call Blake Bortles elite. You shouldn't hear anyone call either of them elite. But Joe Flacco <laughs> has been in that conversation. Blake Bortles sure. has not yeah. been. But I just I I think Blake Bortles is so much more underrated than Joe Flacco is, and I think he is to your point around the same level, but has not gotten nearly enough yeah. credit. That's fair. He's underrated. Flacco's overrated. You, you may have been trying to insult him with that with that uh, analogy, but I, I think comparing him to Flacco is is more than people usually compare him to. Sure, sure. Considering people are so high on Flacco. Uh, all right, yeah. moving on to the next matchup we're going to talk about, which is Greg versus Anna. Uh, Greg takes down Anna, 13,930 to Anna's 12,990. Uh, great bounce back week for Greg uh, because it didn't look good for him in week one, uh, but he, he bounced back in a big way. Greg moves to one and one, Anna, fall, Anna falls to one and one. But tell me what you liked from Greg's team this week. Yeah, Greg's team really showed up. Monster week from Cam Newton, throwing for 335 yards, three passing touchdowns, and also rushing for 42 yards. Loved to see that there. The number three scoring quarterback this week. Another big game from Mike Wivens off the flip. Mike Wivens. <laughs> Mike Evans off the flames of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, my God. Oh, the it's, magic. The magic that magic. is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, I love that man, that beard. Uh, Mike Evans just... Solid performance again. Chris Godwin uh, with Marquise Goodwin off the field. In Whoa, nope. Nope, that is oh, that is Marquise Goodwin. Well, okay, scratch that. Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay wide receiver, not San yeah, Francisco yeah. wide receiver Marquise yeah, Goodwin. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Because uh, <laughs> he's injured. Uh, Chris Godwin with a big week, 14-10. He had a touchdown and, and five receptions. I, there's just, I mean, to start two Tampa Bay wide receivers in his lineup was a bold move, but it worked out for him. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, it, it 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 worked out for him. I, I thought I liked the Godwin pickup, uh, but that yeah, was when I, that I, was I like Deshaun Jackson was going to be out, and so I thought that was going to be a good play. But even with Deshaun Jackson in, he he did well. Yeah, I mean, just the notion of a of of rostering two Tampa Bay wide receivers yes. receiving passes from Ryan Fitzpatrick is. Remarkable, but here we are, week two of the fantasy season in 2018, and it was a great play. Yeah, so yeah, congrats yeah. to Greg. Uh, rough with Jamison Crowder only getting 470. Not sure about his fantasy relevance this year. Alex we'll see. Smith. Alex Smith, not, man. He's not he's been no, going towards him. I'll tell you what, he's no Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're going to get into Todd that. Todd Gurley with a massive week for Greg, uh, 3,000. Zach Ertz with the promising week, 1490. Love Zach Ertz, miss having him on my team. Uh, Ted Jin Gunier with a down week, uh, but he had a massive week last week, so I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Greg's team is is sort of, there's definitely holes still, but he had a really solid performance this week, so he's got to be feeling good and just get on that waiver wire again and continue to improve, but, you know, a win's a win. Yeah, it's very encouraging for him to score so much. Uh, Anna has nothing to worry about. She scored almost 13,000, and she didn't even have a kicker play because right 
I don't know if it was in pregame when it happened, but Greg Zerline, Greg the leg, got a groin injury, and they I didn't hear anything about it until after the game had started. They didn't rule him out until halftime I was reading. <laughs> okay. Really? Yep. Okay. Officially, that's okay. when they said he's not coming back. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah, there was nothing she could have done there. And you could make a very, very strong argument that if Greg Zerline is in that game, Anna wins the week. Oh, so yeah. He doesn't you... get two two-point conversions if Greg Zerline's in the game. Yes. <laughs> there you go. That right there is a, a – that in itself – is a 600-point swing between Gurley getting the two two-point yeah. conversions and Zerline not getting the There's no that. question. There's no question Anna wins this matchup if she rosters a kicker. Terrible, terrible luck. She's got to feel super optimistic moving forward. You know, just take this one on the chin. So much positivity throughout her team so from top much. to bottom. So much. Uh, I love Alvin Kamara this season. I love Nelson Aguilar, especially while Jeffrey's gone. Uh, I, I love Brandon Cooks. He is faster than ever and you know i just she's got no problem great play with kenny galladay this week yeah i mean she her team is looking really good i mean she's got her defense set that's that's the thing she worries about when she's got a stream but you play jacksonville every week you touched on some of the great performances she had i mean it's just looking very encouraging for her deshaun watson after the down week gets 2380 against um, against the titans he looked great with Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins. So, yeah, I mean, a bit of a down week for Crowell, but they got down early, and when they get down, you go they go to Blau Powell for the receiving back. So, yeah, it just – and she's got Deshaun Jackson on her bench who got 21-34, who is apparently going to be dynamite as long as Ryan Fitzmagic is the quarterback. So, uh yeah, I I think Anna has nothing to worry about. I think she's got one of the best teams right now. And she drops to 1-1, one one, but uh, definitely better things moving forward for her. Uh, I think we can both agree on that. Absolutely. Um, Louis, final comments before we move on to the next matchup? Pretty open-ended. What do you think? That's it. I, I, I'll say no more. We've said it all. <laughs> all right, moving on. Actually, and this this will be uh, – I want Louis to weigh in heavily on this one uh, because we're going to talk about his matchup versus Kyle. This was one of the two matchups that really came down to the wire. Louis ends up taking Kyle down uh, 14,470 to 13,296. Now he wins. A lot way, closer, way than, closer yes. than that. A lot closer than that. <laughs> way – oh, I was nervous. Way closer than that appears to be. It was not the 1,200-point victory that it appears to be. At one point with like four minutes left in the game – Kyle was winning. Uh, the Bears got a pick six against Russell Wilson, which for just for a random fact, that's only Russell Wilson's second ever pick six in his career, which is kind of incredible. Uh, Should have seen it coming. Louis spoke it into existence. He was like, because he got the touchdown to lock it from Wilson. And then he was up by like 1,500. And I was like, okay, you're good. You're, you're in the clear. And he's like... Well, unless Russell Wilson throws a Not pick six. I knew it was going to happen. The way they had got to him all game, it was inevitable. I mean, they were. it was just, he was rattled, and the Bears looked great, and the Seahawks were garbage. I mean, he couldn't get a quarter second. He, just, he was scrambling from the moment the ball was snapped every single play. So I knew he was going to throw a touch uh, interception, and given the way it was going, it was going to be a pick six. So that, I had out of my... On the point total already, and so I said fifteen hundred. That's not enough. 
they're getting the big six, and I'm going to have to find a way back from that. <laughs> and then it happened. <laughs> there you Proactive go. thinking. Proactive thinking. No, a real like, fantasy football I'm, manager. I know it says 1,500, but I'm down right now because there's a pick six coming, and then what? Yeah. But yeah. he made it work. Tyler Lockett, yeah, uh, got a couple more things. and Yeah, Russell Wilson got some passes to a few other people. He got a few rushing yards, and... Uh, the touch, the, the last touchdown really put you over the edge where the Bears lost some points because they gave him another touchdown and you got another touchdown from Russell Wilson. So uh, I guess let's let's talk about your team first, Louie. Really, really, really encouraging stuff from your team this week. Uh, you had a, you lost last week, but your team played well, and this week your team plays even better. I mean, I don't even know what to start with. Melvin Gordon has a great week. He appears that it's, he's just going to be great all year long, assuming he's going to stay healthy. He's obviously locking as a wide or running back one. What was most, to me, what was most surprising or, or just like encouraging was Will Fuller comes back and gets 21-30, and he got nine targets and eight catches. And then Jimmy Graham does not get a touchdown but he had six catches in 95 yards. And then Chris Thompson backs up his week one with another great performance of 1580. You, and then, and then Amari Cooper, who was a big question mark, they, the Raiders get him going against a good Denver defense, and he gets 10 catches on 10 targets, which is probably the first time in Amari Cooper's life that he hasn't not caught a pass in a game. Uh, and it's your team is all of a sudden looking really really good what what are you most excited about from week two yeah the melvin gordon was is really awesome i mean i wasn't sure i wanted i was back and forth between him and camara uh obviously after camara's week one performance i was like whoops i made that mistake but um you know, Melvin Gordon's looking real solid. I think over the course of the season, they could end up real close to each other. Uh, so I'm happy about he that. He looked. I, I tell you, I'll tell you what. I uh, I caught the the first a lot of the first half of that Buffalo Chargers game, and Melvin Gordon just looked. He looked so good and so utilized. And it's the Bills, so keep it, keep sure. it. Yep. You know, take yep. you know, ease up there, Turbo. But uh, <laughs> wow, he looked good. Yeah, and uh, Will Fuller was a fun surprise. I'm hoping he can keep that up. You know, it's just one game, but um, we'll see how that goes. And then, of course, Mark Cooper was going to sit on my bench until he showed something, and he did it against a great defense, so I suppose he might play next week. <laughs> and uh, I've got some pretty Dude, good wide receivers all of a sudden. that's the story of Amari Cooper. You'll play him, and he'll bomb, and then you'll bench him again. <laughs> right, and right. That's, I'm not, so, you know, yeah. Just we'll drop him. He's better in free agency. Um yeah, I mean, uh, Deion Lewis with a down week for, for you, Louie, but, you know, I think we talked very highly of him on the show last week. We think he's going to be solid, so I wouldn't worry too much. Your team looks good. Huge week. And Kyle's team actually looks really bad, but also really good. Uh, yeah, Patrick interesting Mahomes, week. Holmes, my goodness, Tommy. Talk to me about your boy, Mr. Chief. Yeah, Mr. Chief, Mr. Chief Keith, Patrick Mahomes. Listen, he's been incredible. I mean, there's nothing else you can say about him through two weeks. He was on the road and playing in 
against the Chargers on the road isn't really a road game because the Chargers don't have any fans. But on the road against the Chargers, did great. On the road in Pittsburgh, which is even more surprising, was just phenomenal. Six touchdowns. He's got 10 touchdowns through two weeks. He puts up 38-84. And Kyle is extremely lucky that he got Patrick Mahomes, courtesy of you dropping him. I don't want to go (laughs) into that too much. I know you're probably regretting dropping him. You blame me a little bit because I told you that his beginning of the season was a tough schedule, and it is, but apparently Patrick Mahomes doesn't give a shit about that. (laughs) He doesn't care that he's supposedly playing in tough environments against good defenses. Uh, He's just going to keep slinging it and apparently keep succeeding. But Kyle drafted Andrew Luck and Jared Goff. Neither of them in week two are on his roster. Uh, And so he is very lucky to have Patrick Mahomes. That's really the one bright spot because he falls to 0-2. And he should have... Adam Adam Thielen is is another big bright spot. Yes, is the other one. Definitely. Adam Thielen was one of the few draft picks I liked that Kyle made. And through two weeks, he's been great. He puts up 25-10, 12 catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown. And, And I guess... The, the third, so I will we'll give Kyle three bright spots because the Bears with Khalil Mack have looked fantastic. They are getting to the quarterback like crazy, and they're putting up points. So that's, I mean, I, I would assume Kyle's just going to play them the rest of the year, and that should be pretty good for him, uh, especially considering he got them off the waiver wire after the draft. So, or wait, he might have drafted them and then dropped them and then picked them back up once they signed Khalil Mack. I think that's what happened. Um, Matt Breida is a huge bright spot uh, on Kyle's bench. He had a monster week. Hey, listen. Listen to me, man. Hey, hey. Listen to me, man. Yeah, what's up? Matt Breida. Okay, let's hear it. Had a good week. (laughs) And you you can't ignore that. (laughs) That's my hot take. No, uh, I mean, it's look at look at Kyle's look at his look at his running backs. I mean, Leonard Fournette with a broken hamstring, Rex Burkhead with a broken team, Derrick Henry with a broken Dion Lewis, and Matt Breida. I, I just Matt Breida is probably going to be one of Kyle's starters moving forward. So it, at least he's got something there. I don't know. You don't believe in Matt Breida yet? I don't believe in Matt Breida yet. Uh, he got a like a sixty-five yard touchdown, which is like. Seventy-five percent, which of his I'm expecting for, for him to maintain. I think okay. I think he's sure. going to bust out for a sixty-five yarder <laughs> every week every for week. the rest of the year. Well, then Kyle should definitely play him for sure. Uh, no, I mean it's not looking good for Kyle at the running back position right now. If Matt Breida is the bright spot, yeah, I guess it's <laughs> not fun. looking good. Derrick Henry. 18 rushes for only 56 yards. Now, it was a great Houston Texans front line, sure. But he also didn't do good in week one. Rex Burkhead got the concussion, but he started. He got a few carries early on, but then they went heavy with Sony Michelle, which is what I have been expecting to happen. And I told you this. The Patriots are going to try and use Sony Michelle. I don't know. Kyle is... He, right now, hey, it's it's looking bad at the running back position yeah, for but Kyle. He, but boy, is he fruitful, fruitful, fruitful at the wide receiver position. Julio yes. Jones, 
Adam Thielen, so solid. Robert Woods, who I hate personally, but I guess he's good. You think so or whatever. I don't know. He yeah, gets targets. He's, he's, yeah, he does. There's a lot of mouths to feed in that Rams offense. I'm not sold, but Woods is Kyle's guy. I can respect that. Another quiet victory for Kyle this uh, week was Josh Gordon getting traded to the Patriots from the Browns. What do you think about that? Yeah, we'll see. Um, You're not getting I, excited I, yet? I am I'm not excited. The thought of Tom yet. Brady with a talent like Josh Gordon? It, it's on paper, sure. Tom Brady throwing to a tremendous talent like Josh Gordon, that's awesome. Uh, but it's Josh Gordon, and he is yet to find a way to make it work in the NFL. And it's he's not exactly going to have a long leash, let's say playing for Bill Belichick and the yeah, that's New fair. England Patriots. That's fair. That's so fair. He's late for one practice. He's off. <laughs> I mean, that's how that is. Right. Yes. Jonas Gray, was that the name? Everyone was super high on that running back. Yes. He was supposed to be the dude who did great. Miss, missed one practice off the team. No one's ever heard of him ever again. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> he's, he's not wrong. Uh, yeah, no, that, and that's my thinking exactly, is like there are so many things that could go wrong with this, that if all of them work out, yes, the the potential is there. It could be awesome. Um, but yeah, we will see how that works out. He's got a lot to learn. The Patriots have a very deep playbook. Um, and if he's showing up high to every practice, I don't know that he's going to learn the playbook. Uh, so we'll see how that works out. But yeah, potentially could be really good. Uh, but I like, we didn't mention Mike Williams. I like him. Uh, that's a, Gonna be a and I do still play. like George Kittle. He had a bad week, but yeah, I, I really like disappointing him. from Kittle. Uh, I really liked the waiver wire pickup. I think he's going to be good, but um, yeah, really disappointing me, especially because um, what's his face um, took a lot of targets and a touchdown away from him. Um, uh, Ex Eagles tight end before Zach Ertz. What's his name? Someone tell me. Come on, the guy that was there forever. White tight end man, Louis or Jack. I'm looking at you, Rob Gronkowski. Nope. Um, Brent Selleck. Brent Selleck. There it Garrett is. Selleck. Brent Selleck. Is it Garrett Selleck? Yes. Garrett Selleck. Garrett Selleck. Garrett Selleck. So he was, ne- so, he was no, never so, on the Eagles. No, Brent Selleck is retired, and he was on the Eagles. Yeah. But his Garrett brother Selleck. Garrett Selleck. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the there's no that's... way we could have known. <laughs> okay, you could have known. No. Um, We're looking for Selleck. <laughs> We're looking for guess... Selleck. I guess we could have, we still could have. But yes, uh, so, okay. Great. To, to, to summarize, things are looking really good for Louie. Kyle has some bright spots, but he's got some work to do. I think all three of us can agree on that. Yep. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, okay. I Louis said yep twice. He's not, he's not, well, I was waiting for Louie. He was just nodding his head, so. I think he thinks he's on camera right now. Um, yeah. You <laughs> 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 look great. It's a podcast. Um. Yeah. Moving on to the next matchup, and this is actually a matchup that should have been talked about earlier. I fudged that up. I'm so sorry because Brian uh, is going to be in second place, so we should have talked about him. Or no, he's going to be in third place, so we should have talked about him earlier, but I just completely skipped over it. So Brian takes down Drew with a score of 12,302 to Drew's 9,386. After the lucky win for Drew in week one, he backs it up with an even worse performance. Uh, things aren't exactly looking great for his team right now. But Brian uh, had a really, really good week last week and a solid week this week. 
just I looking at his team, Jack, is is there anything that sticks out uh, that you like a lot or any surprises? Uh, for me, uh, well, you go and then I'll, I'll I'll let you know what I think. Yeah, I mean, I definitely uh, I definitely think he's set at the wide receiver position. And yeah, for yeah, sure. Just, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing okay. Um, and and I think the biggest question mark for me still with Brian's team is definitely that flex spot. You know, he's got Adrian Peterson in there, um, and I'm just the the options on his bench currently are are not great. So I've got some questions there. Baltimore's defense, you know, you I don't know, you're not expecting that going up against the Bengals, so I don't Very know what true. happened there. Uh, not a bad play by Brian, just a, a goose egg. Very shocking there. Not 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 sure how to analyze that. I, don't, I think the Ravens will be fine this season, but yeah, yeah, uh, right. I don't know. Just a bad week, and yeah. I, I don't know. So for me, I I don't really see. Uh, I don't know. I see a really solid, consistent team, other than that flex spot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you were a little. I mean, you're not sold on Kenyon Drake still. I don't think, but he puts up 1500. He was utilized a lot again. 53 rush yards, four catches, 17 receiving yards, and touchdown. He's the guy there. I mean, did did his performance change anything about your opinion, or are you still you want to see a little bit more? I mean, I guess he's the guy, right? I yeah, mean, he is. He is. Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, he's certainly good enough to be a running back too so i i don't see it as a whole anymore he's not a guy i want on my team but i guess that's just a personal bias i i just don't believe in the dolphins run game and i don't believe in Kenyon drake's solidness i guess as being the workhorse back there i just think there's you know anything i i don't know i just don't buy it sure sure i i mean i guess we'll see i think for his flex spot that you said was weak i definitely agree with that because adrian peterson is not going to consistently be good his saving grace could be aaron jones once he's off his suspension well i mean that that's a that's a wait and see for sure but that could be his saving grace if aaron jones comes back and is the guy in an aaron Rodgers led offense that could be a very decent flex play disley will disley Right, Will's his first name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, another solid performance. Uh, and you don't I, know I think Will Disley's first name? I think that's in part to the fact that Doug Baldwin is out. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, great pickup for Brian for him to come pick him up off the – it wasn't even on the waiver wire. Brian plays this game where he likes to just not make any waiver claims, and then he just lets everyone make their picks, and then he'll go in and take a look and see who's left. And he picked up Will Disley for his tight end after the um, – after uh, what's-his-face's ankle injury, um, Delaney Walker goes down for the season, and he just comes in and picks up Disley, and right away he's performing well. So that's encouraging. And then you and I were both, with Juju Smith-Schuster, we like him but thought his ADP was I mean, too high. Yeah, the dude got 19 targets this year. <laughs> I mean, exactly. God, I, I mean, who knows, I guess. It's still – there's – the point is, there's a lot of mouths to feed on that offense, and Juju Smith-Schuster is, you know, I guess with Le'Veon Bell off the field, he's the second he's, most talented. He seems person to be the, the second field. option now that Le'Veon yeah. Bell is gone. I mean, he wasn't in Week One with James Conner getting an absurd amount of touches, but James Conner did not get that many touches in Week Two, and and they were, I mean, it was partially game script, right? They got down, what was it, like twenty-one nothing. And it then, wasn't good. Yeah, it didn't look good. <laughs> so they threw a lot. I mean. 
Juju Smith got 19 targets and Antonio Brown got 17 targets. So Big Ben was clearly throwing a lot. And then Louie mentioned earlier, Jesse James got... Jesse James had a good game too, didn't he? Yeah. I think he had 100 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, was so... Last week? No, that was, that was this yeah. week. I just didn't know how many targets he got, but it was probably... Close to 10. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, ben, Big Ben must have thrown 50. We could look it up, but I'm just going to say 50, 50 times. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, he, I think... Uh, he had the same, he had about the same output as um, Patrick Mahomes in double the throws. Yes, it was out of control. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes' touchdown percentage is like, some, it's like over 15%, which like <laughs> last year, Carson Wentz was, was, at, was at like 9%, which was like, an, an absurd <laughs> level. And right now, Patrick Mahomes is at like 17% or something like that. So, not sustainable, you wouldn't think, but we'll, uh, we'll we'll wait and see on that. But I think we can all agree that Brian, for the most part, has a really solid team with Drew Brees as his quarterback, solid wide receiving core, solid running backs. Uh, and if, if Will Disley ends up working out, uh, he's just got to solve that flex spot. So, he's looking good. 2-0, and solid starts to the year. And then to talk about Drew's team, I actually I want I know I know what you're gonna say, Jack. So we're not gonna start with you. I'd like to I'd like to Louie to take the lead on this one. Oh boo, and, this and, is bias. <laughs> this is biased media, man. I want I want I Louie, we've never heard Louie's take on Drew's team. So I just wanted I wanna know, just looking at his team right now. What you see that you like and what you see that you don't like. Let's start with what you like. You always like Tom Brady, but you don't like what just happened. I mean, I know it's Jacksonville and they're insane. Um, so you, you, you know, he's going to have more good games than bad games. Odell Beckham Jr., you feel nervous about him, but he's Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, the Giants looked bad. Yeah, they looked really yeah, they're, bad. They're, they're bad. Be, they're they're going to be bad time, all sure. year. But how many? T- I mean, he only hot four passes. How many targets did he probably have? Eleven or twelve. So I don't know what happened there. Because um, surprisingly, I didn't care to watch that game. If you can believe it, uh, I totally, <laughs> it totally, it, it was actually a surprise to me. Um, yeah, Odell had Saquon had that many catches. Tom, I, I didn't guess that at all because I hadn't, I didn't watch a second of that game or, <laughs> or give it a second of my attention. But obviously, the results. Odell Beckham. That's not. Yeah, great. those are really those are targets. two teams that. Uh... You know, are yeah. supposed to be powerhouses that really aren't. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. That's, Odell, uh, by the way, had nine targets. Nine so targets. that's you like that's that, sure, but right. the four catches on nine targets isn't great. More often than not, you feel like he's gonna find the end. Well, he's gonna find the end zone half the games probably, or sometimes two or three times. You know, he's just gonna be he's gonna be up more up and down maybe this year. But you, you hope that the good games he has, um, you know, bring you some wins. Golden Tate's always solid. Uh, Corey Davis. Now, Mariota didn't play the whole game, right? He didn't play at all. He didn't play at all. Okay. So, Corey Davis has a bad week, but everyone thinks he's going to be good. I guess we'll see what happens if Corey Davis is good and if Odell Beckham is I like, garbage. I like Corey Davis. I I was big on him last year during his rookie season. He battled he through injuries, yet, which though. made you know, me... Uh, yeah, he, he has not done it yet, but right. you got to hope it's coming at some point. I don't know. Titans offense looks pretty abysmal right now. Yeah, yeah, not great. Um, so, besides that, you know, Dalvin Cook, you don't expect him to. That was just a weird game. He got injured, uh, so he? I don't know what. Jack, have you heard the latest on Dalvin Cook? I have not he heard left the latest. The... I know it, they're not. They're not sure he could. He could miss some time. Last I How heard. How early did but... he go down? 
Um, he went down in overtime, so okay. he, he did play almost the full game, but uh, it was I, they were calling it a hamstring injury, but he not since, cons- it's not considered serious. Um, yeah, he has so. since said that his hamstring is fine, so hopefully that. So he did play a full game, you know, if you don't include overtime, and it's still not great. Yes, um, correct. Uh, same thing. You just that's not going to be the normal probably for somebody like him. It's just it's a bad week. Three Cohen, that's not an RB two. Uh, <laughs> gonna have to solve that problem. Yeah, Eric Ebron, what a surprise <laughs> with Eric Olson going down. Ebron has scored twice now in two weeks, and he could be good uh, if Andrew Luck stays good. I suppose he—it's a pretty touchdown-dependent score. Otherwise, he's only got 26 yards. Yeah, true. But um, you know, he's a red zone threat, so I don't even know the first name of Pettis. <laughs> Not sure I want to Dante, him in. Dante Pettis, he's, uh, okay. he's, uh, sure. yeah, he's a wide receiver. Like some got some action there, because I... Marquise Goodwin was off the field this week. Right, right. I, and Prater is solid. And then Pittsburgh, you know, I don't know what – I also didn't really see a ton of that game. Pittsburgh's live. defense is not is not Pittsburgh's defense anymore. Sure. So the, don't play Pittsburgh's defense against Kansas City. TJ Watt had a bunch of sacks the first game. They looked pretty good. They yeah, they, they had a good performance. They had a good performance against the, the Browns. Then, okay. The Browns aren't as bad as the Browns were, so I don't know. Maybe they're more matchup dependent, obviously. But they could have, if he, I don't know who they play next week, but they could have some good games. All right, Louis, really amazing analysis. Thanks for running through that. Drew's team is trash. (laughs) We all know it. Top to bottom, it's a garbage pile. Okay, Okay, Tom Tom Brady's fine. Odell Beckham is fine. I guess Golden Tate's fine. It's just a whole bunch of fine. Uh, Mm -hmm. And he he has gaping holes at the running back, two and flex spots so that's my analysis uh that's let's, true let's move on to the final matchup tommy i don't even want to waste more time on this <laughs> okay uh yeah uh yes okay yeah drew does have some definite holes i will agree with that if Sony michelle works out in the long run that's okay yeah that's true uh, that that'll be that could be i've talked about a saving grace for brian if sony michelle can come out and be the patriots lead running back That'll be very helpful to Drew's cause. He needs like three guys to break out, pretty much. He needs Corey <laughs> Davis to turn into the Corey Davis everyone wants. He needs Sony Michelle to work out, and he needs to find a flex someone else somewhere. Yeah. 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 So, all right, moving on to the final matchup, and oh, the most heart-breaking matchup. This is kind of out of control. Scott versus Justin. Scott wins. <laughs> Scott wins. Uh, barring any stat corrections, Scott wins with 12,218 to Justin's 12,154. And for those of you that cannot do math, I'm going to try and do it for you. Scott won by 64 points. Ooh. And not only did Scott win by 64 points, but Scott was only up by 64 points the entire second half of the game. And all Justin needed was one catch from Brandon Marshall Literally that told for more two catch. yards or more. And it didn't happen. I thought for sure Justin was going to get this victory. And as a reminder, Justin only lost by 248 points last week. So we're looking at just over 300 points total in two weeks that Justin has lost by. That is the thinnest margin you could imagine. Could easily be 2-0 and and instead is 0-2. So that is heartbreaking. But why don't you instill 
some confidence into Justin for us, Jack. What do you like? What does he have to look forward to? Definitely a heartbreaker, but like you said, you know, close losses. So that means your team's right there, man. Uh, Aaron Rodgers fighting through the injury, coming up with 1604 still, still passing for 281 yards, only one touchdown. That's what hurt the score, but he looked good. You can obviously, he's Aaron Rodgers. That's a yeah. great play yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, Antonio Brown only had 1120, but I guess that's because, you know, Juju Smith Schuster had 19 targets. Well, I don't know what's up there. Uh, so I think uh, there was also something about Antonio Brown, like tweeting about being traded or something. Okay. You know, I know. It's all. Can I jump, can I jump in real quick? Sure. So. He tweeted that because some – I don't know who it was, some, some jabroni on Twitter. It was the previous public relations person for the Steelers. He previously had a job as a public relations person for the Steelers is what really? I was reading. Okay, so the so – the, was – Go ahead. There was a history, and so I think that's why he said what he said. Okay, so some, some guy who was apparently the previous public relations person for the Steelers – tweeted that Antonio Brown was only as good as he was because of Ben Roethlisberger. And so and so Antonio Brown tweeted at that guy like fine like let's trade me and see what happens. Because Antonio Brown is so, not so quarterback dependent. I think we can all so he wants agree to be on that. So <laughs> so bottom that? line is Antonio Brown will not be on the Steelers in week 3. <laughs> Man, so much drama in that clubhouse. <laughs> and don't forget, Jack, he had 17 targets. I know that, you know, they're both insane, but he only caught hey, nine. That, no. that almost never <laughs> happens. No, me. man, he, he only got 11-20 because he didn't get enough targets. They all, they all went to Juju. <laughs> That's right. He's soaking up the targets. Brown's done. Except, what, what's he going to do with 17 targets? That's not yeah. enough. <laughs> um, monster week from Travis Kelsey with two touchdowns, yeah. 109 yards, seven receptions. Uh, a performance like that that you know proves he was worth the draft pick that Justin used on him. Peyton Barber only with three forty, definitely, you know, one of a you know something like that, like an uh, ouch, something something of that nature. Uh, I don't know, definitely, definitely an issue, Peyton Barber. I I know I keep saying definitely, but I just I'm trying to instill it because Justin doesn't seem to listen to me when I tell him that Peyton Barber's an issue, but he's definitely an issue. <laughs> okay, to be fair, I think we both told him, like, Peyton Barber did better last week than this week. I, it's very discouraging that Peyton Barber was, again, the starting running back. He got the lion's share of the work at the running back position. Ronald Jones, the second or third, whatever the rookie, whatever number he is along the line, he has been a healthy scratch the last two weeks. Um and so even with that, the fact that Peyton Barber has not done much, that is very discouraging. You are not wrong about that. Uh, yeah, so he may need to look elsewhere for his flex spot. You but are, hey, you are not he, wrong. he's, he's, he's got a lot of bench. he's got a lot of weapons. Uh, just, I mean, I, I like his wide receivers. I really do. Uh, Brown, Cup, D.D. Westbrook on his bench with a big week, 1570. Julie, Julian Edelman will be coming back from suspension in a, in a few weeks now. So... Definitely some bright spots, uh, but not as many bright spots as I see on Scott's team. I think I think Scott has a better team overall. I think Scott's wide receivers uh, really showed up this week. Um, 
with AJ Green getting twenty seven forty. That was so ridiculous in the Thursday night game. He yeah, having three receiving touchdowns in the first half. Sammy Watkins finally doing something this week with a hundred receiving yards, six receptions, sixteen ten. Uh John Brown, who Scott got in the trade with another touchdown, four receptions, ninety two yards. So that's that feels that's gotta feel really solid for Scott. Um his running backs is actually where he's got some problems now, I guess. David Johnson with only five sixty. It's tough. Uh we talked about him earlier in the show. We'll just see what happens, I guess. Hopefully the offense can start utilizing him better. Jay Ajay had a lot of points taken away from him this week from Corey Clement, who is sitting on my bench. Uh, I don't know. And then Carrion Johnson, only with 9-10, he's still getting work taken from him by Theo Riddick and LeGarrette Blunt. What do you think about Scott's situation right now? So I think... Here's what I think about Scott's situation is I liked his team when he drafted it. We talked about he had a really good first half of the draft, terrible second half of the draft. I think Sammy Watkins is a bit of a facade. Uh, I don't – I'm 100% certain that Scott cannot consistently bank on this kind of production from Sammy Watkins. Um, he had a good week. Week one was not great. Next week it could be all Kareem Hunt. It could be all – Tyree Kill, it could be all Travis Kelsey. There's so many mouths to feed in Kansas City, and Sammy Watkins is easily the fourth option at best in that offense. And now it worked out because Kansas City put up 42 points, but when Kansas City has down weeks offensively, which they are inevitably going to come at some point, uh, I just, Sammy Watkins, it's, it's really encouraging that he had a good week after a bad week one, but I think he's going to be up and down all year. John Brown, I'm not totally sold on him. It looks like he's going to be, for a wide receiver three, I think he'll be a decent option. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, Alex Smith had a great week one. Washington did not look good against Indianapolis, who did not look good against Cincinnati. But I guess Cincinnati looked good against Baltimore, so... I don't know. Maybe Cincinnati's that good. Game, that game made no sense. The, the the Redskins to lose to the Colts twenty-one to nine. Yeah, uh, no I, touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. that was a, that rough. was a dud for Washington. It's a bad luck. It's a bad luck. So so maybe Alex Smith will be better moving forward, but you've got some worry there. Like you, you said, have to be. you have to be worried. You have to be better. Would have to be better <laughs> moving <laughs> forward, and you have to be worried. I mean, there's no way he can be worse. Sure. I suppose he does nothing, but if yeah. you don't even score a single. You touchdown. can't. Yeah. Putting up zero touchdowns against the Indianapolis Colts is rock right. bottom. That's, that's rock bottom. That's absolutely rock bottom. Uh, so, yeah, David Johnson is a major concern. Scott takes him third overall, correct? Yeah, he was the third overall draft pick, and Arizona is not using him right. Arizona looks like an absolute pile of trash right now. So we will see how that goes moving forward, but yeah, that's not very encouraging. J.H.I. went out. The reason Corey Clement did so well is because J.H.I. was out for most, almost all of the first half with a back injury, and then Corey Clement got all the touches. He came back and gets a touchdown, which was his saving grace, but he only had 27 total yards outside of the touchdown, which isn't great. Gronkowski was against the Jaguars, and they put Jalen Ramsey on him, so they stayed away from Rob Gronkowski and had success elsewhere. Obviously, Scott's starting Rob Gronkowski every week, just a down week. You hope it doesn't happen much more than that. Kerryon Johnson is, yeah, it's going to be, it's it's looking like it's going to be a slow march towards him being the majority and, like, the workhorse guy in Detroit. 9-10 as a flex spot, really not bad at all. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Scott ended up with 
just over 12,000, but I mean, the majority of his team underperformed. I mean, his saving grace was A.J. Green, right? A.J. Green had three catches for three touchdowns in like the first 20 minutes of the game. Yeah, that was uh, a that, wild that start to the week. That was really what won Scott the week. Uh, if A.J. Green, obviously, Scott won by 64 points, right? Mm-hmm. So if A.J. Green gets one less catch, Justin wins, and, and Scott's 0-2, and, and it's... The margin was just very slim, and I, honestly, you, you say Scott's team looks better, but I, his team has not performed nearly as well as what I thought they would when he drafted his team. So uh, we'll see what happens with that as the year goes on, but definitely looking like there might be some holes, at least for now, uh, on his team. I mean, he's got jo- Duke Johnson Jr. and Jordy Nelson on his bench. and like The good news is he's got two guys he can drop to fill some holes. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason Duke Johnson Jr. or Jordy Nelson should be on his team <laughs> moving forward. So You guys are, got, you guys are low on Duke Johnson Jr., huh? <laughs> I, have you seen what Duke Johnson Jr. has done this year? Yeah. Uh, no, that's fair. That's fair. Those are, two, um, those are two improvement areas. Yeah, I mean, Jordy Nelson, I don't know. I, I suppose... Keep it, he's, he's there based on name alone. That's it. If that's, you look at the stats, yes. he's not in anyone's team. He's the fourth option on the Raiders in the Raiders passing game. He's a shadow of his former self, but he's Jordy Nelson. And so that's the only reason he's rostered. I mean... Hey, did you hear about that guy who caught like four passes the last two weeks on the Garbage Raiders? I think we should pick him up. No, no one says that. So it's just because he's Jordy Nelson. That's such a good point. If yeah. if if it wasn't Jordy Nelson, one Scott wouldn't have drafted him, and two he probably would have dropped him by now. Uh, definitely, definitely the latter. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I uh, yeah. So hopefully Justin's luck turns around after these two just heartbreaking losses. Scott catches a break, a big break, and and moves to one and one. Um, but I, I, both of them need to make some moves, I think, to improve their rosters. Uh, but yeah, that that concludes all of our matchups. Um, we're running a little, you know, we're running a little late here. Uh, so did you did you want to touch on? Anything next week? Do you want to just close it out? Uh, you want to touch let's on just, something quickly, or let's just close it out? No, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't have anything specific to say about the matchups. I would say, uh, you know, everyone just get on the waiver wire. I guess while you, well, by the time you're listening to this, that'll probably already have happened. But um, I'm excited to see, you know, who hits the waivers this week and and who gets the who gets the prizes. Because like we always say, you know. Waivers are important, but especially early on in the season, there's some real gems that pop up in free agency in these first couple of weeks. So I'm excited to hit the waiver wires and, and see you know how it, how it changes everyone's teams moving into week three because there's a lot of volatility. You'll see some, a lot of difference in our analysis from week to week because teams are, teams are going up and down a lot in terms of our perception in these early weeks as we figure out who the hell is actually good and who is all hype this season. Yeah, very, very well said. Uh, and and the, the importance of waivers bodes very well for you as you will have the number one waiver pick uh, this week because you are in last place uh, at 0-2 and having the least amount of points scored uh, despite your good week this week. Your, your week one was so atrocious that uh, you still get the first overall pick. Uh, you'll be followed up by Kyle and then Justin. Uh, so the three of you at 0-2, uh, I, I assume all I get three it, of you will be... Thanks, man. I, I, Thanks, I assume man. all three of you will be active on the waiver this week, looking to improve your teams. Uh, but yeah, a very exciting week too. 
Uh, thanks for listening again. Louis, thank you so much uh, for joining, it this, uh, joining us this week and uh, providing your insights. Uh, any, any final comments for you before we end this thing? No, thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, welcome. LJ. Thanks, LJ Lett. Appreciate it, bro. Uh, absolute pleasure. Hopefully we can do this again. Uh, now that I live in Madison, Louie and I are just a hop, skip, and a jump away from each other. So maybe we'll have him on again. And honestly, if there is any of you that would like to be as a, a guest on this podcast, Jack and I welcome it. Uh, so we, let's make it happen. Just reach out to me and we will make it happen. I know I've talked with Dan in the past about a potential guest appearance. So Uh, Yeah, we'll try and make it happen. Thanks for listening. This was episode two of the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast. And uh, please tune in again next week. Jack, send us off. Let's Talk (laughs) Fantasy Football.